What is going on? Episode 65 starting out with the bang. Here we go, baby. Dr. Tim Fauna in the house. Evan, preacher man, Fitzsimmons. Matt, piss right up, Whitehorn. On the mic, baby. Let's go. Devin's at Football Press. Hopefully he'll join us a little bit later. Fingers crossed. If not, force him out for the dead homie. We've got two special guests from the 135 podcast. Kato Smith and T. Henney will be joining us a little bit later. App State's very own. And I'm excited. But before they come on, we've got to talk about NFL preseason week two was a must see. So cue the NFL music. Let's get after it, boys. So let's just talk about it. I mean, you can't get... I got goosebumps. Just listen Dude, to hi. Hi. I'm expecting Nance to come in. <laughs> I can't do a good Nance impersonation. But let's just dive into it. Fitz, what's some of the headlines from week two? How are we feeling? Break it down for us. There's a lot. And really, quarterbacks are in the conversation. A lot of talk around these rookies. And especially, I mean, you got to start with Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson's making all the buzz. Uh, a lot of people are, are saying they didn't expect him to be the one to, to be this poised. But, you know, I, I'm flipping like a lot of people. I thought Fields was going to be the front runner for Rookie of the Year, and, and I think Wilson's got my pick. The story this week is the Jets and Packers had a conjoined practice before their preseason game, and and Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson, apparently they, they've exchanged some text conversations and they ended up meeting up during the practice. And not entirely sure what the conversation they had was, but Zach Wilson shared, you know, he got some tips on some footwork and he's emulated his game after Aaron Rodgers. He really has looked up to him. And, and it shows. It shows on the field. And again, Zach Wilson, he was 9 of 11, 128 yards, two touchdowns zero sacks, you know, 154 QBR rating. He, he looks like he's the most primed for, for all the rookies. And, and again, I think it's a, it's a loaded quarterback field, but nothing but praise. Tony Romo said in regards to Wilson, he said his ceiling is crazy high. I mean, Patrick Mahomes crazy levels, which is saying a lot. So I don't know. I, I actually agree with Tony. And I don't know if I'm if I'm in the minority here or if y'all had similar feelings to to Mr. Zach Wilson from BYU. The dude is throwing balls that like in preseason or not in preseason, but at like his camps and his uh, his pro days. And I was like, all right, yeah, he's throwing these off kilter balls, but can he do it in the league? Apparently, he can do it in the league because he is balling out. Danny Dimes, I don't think he's the guy in New York. It is <laughs> Zach Wilson going to be the QB of New York City. Yeah, and there's really nobody else in the New York Jets program. I mean, it, it is Wilson. I mean, it, it is his. And I like what you posted earlier on the on the Instagram story of, you know, does a bridge year work? And, you know, is, does it help to sit? And looking at some of the quarterbacks who have sat behind, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Wilson's going to be thrown right in. But it looks like he could have some early success which is which is really interesting that he could just come on the scene. Didn't see it coming. I, I don't know if anybody did. Tim, you gonna dump in there? Yeah, it's uh, 
Fitz, I'm going to have to pump the brakes on you, buddy. It, it's preseason. It's uh, what? <laughs> I mean, he is a rookie for the Jets in preseason. Like, let's dial it back on the whole rookie. He's making NFL throws, now. Tim. He all right. He had a throw. He broke contain, rolling to his right down the sideline to Corey Davis. I mean, like on a deep shot. And I mean, people are just like, I mean, Aaron, you got Aaron Rodgers saying, wow, like this guy's making these throws. You got Tony Romo saying his ceiling is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, these are some of the best quarterbacks to play. Let me amend that. I don't know if Romo, I don't know if I should put him in there, but there's just a lot of high praise from people around the league. It just kills me. And I get that what he's doing is great. And to even get to that level and do that, there's no way I could even come close but for for them to automatically compare him to Mahomes who's already been in the league a few years it just like puts this distaste in my mouth like like stop comparing don't hype this kid up to fail wait till he see what does he look like in week 12 and 13 like is he does he have his head on his shoulders or does he keep getting rocked like to me that just I don't know. It just sets him up for failure. I don't want him to fail, but yeah. I just I don't like it. Yeah, that's fair. Because he hasn't faced. I mean, like Jair Alexander wasn't wasn't covering Corey Davis or anything like that. But I'm just saying he is showing that he's poised. Whereas some of these other rookie quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, it's like okay, it's gonna take him a minute. Justin Fields, it's gonna take him a little bit. But I mean, I, I think Wilson could just come on the scene and just blow people away. Yeah. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, T. Henny and Cato are in the building, baby. Perfect time. Happy to be here. What's going on, boys? You guys doing good? Can't complain. Good deal. Hey, we're just talking about Zach Wilson. How do you guys feel about him? Mormons love him. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't lying. Yeah. I I think his arm talent has a high ceiling and that – I mean, we'll see. I think out of all the quarterbacks, he's the has the least talent around him, so I think he's going to have the hardest time out of all the rookies, but we shall see. Dude, absolutely. Preach on, Cato. Preach on. Because that Jets team is getting worse by the day, it feels like. There's a new injury report every single day for those cats. I feel for them. That's got to be a tough fan base. Same with Jacksonville, though. Yeah. Now ETN's out. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. He's out? Yeah. Toe f- foot surgery. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It kind of seemed theory. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Liz Frank will get you. It's it's tough. Do we sound okay? Yeah, you guys sound good. All right. All right yeah. Can you hear us okay? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, it's good. it's good we brought up Jacksonville because that's the other game we got to highlight is the Jaguars, not just for Trevor Lawrence and and that rookie display, but the other quarterback conversation – Jameis Winston is is now on everyone's radar that he he showed he can throw dimes, just throwing ropes down the field. And kind of like who's Taysom Hill? Like it, it looks like it's Winston's to take the reins. So I mean, we'll we'll talk at the end here after we've recapped the preseason week. We'll actually go through all the quarterback controversies and and everyone make your pick. But I was pretty impressed by Jameis in, in the preseason game. I was very impressed by Jameis. I, he outplayed 
Tyson Hill pretty pretty damn by far. Um, apparently, you give Jason or Jameis LASIK eye surgery, dude is throwing dots now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's definitely been squinting since Florida State. Like, he's he needed that surgery for a while by now. And after his record-setting interception year, I think that was that was definitely warranted. But I think this new system will just put him in a better position to succeed. And I think I'm going to take the preseason performance with a grain of salt because it was against the Jaguars in the preseason. But he did play well, and I think he'll definitely exceed expectations versus underachieve. I said it last week. Saying it again, Jameis will have a better year than Allen. I'm calling it. Um, that's actually a freezing cold take. Allen Iverson? No, Josh Allen. Allen. Bring it on. Allen. Allen from uh, the Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> you all laugh now. Just wait. Oh, I'm just Tim, saying what like, is- the, the Bills are poised for Super Bowl run. Like, like it's 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 that season for them. Just don't see Winston yeah. in a hurting Saints because no Michael Thomas. Obviously, that Callaway guy stepped up and had a big night, but then again, it's preseason. He's got Kamara. Saints have a decent defense, but have to play the Bucks twice a year. He doesn't have a Stephon Diggs type weapon, you know, unfortunately. Or or Josh Allen's arm strength, leg talent. Yeah, that's a. I respect the hot take, but ah. I'm sticking by it. You know, Evan We're dies back. on the Daniel Jones. I'm just, I just, I don't know if it's so much that I like Jameis as I just dislike Allen. I don't know if that's what's getting me, but I'm staying with it. I will say, Tim, it's been one week and it already looks better than it was a week ago. So it, it could age very well. So I, I'm actually, I may hop on that train, Tim. I'm no. still going to wait. <laughs> no passengers. <laughs> I'm taking this thing off a cliff. <laughs> Well, let's get into – let's talk the QB controversies. I've got a list. I got eight teams that are dealing with a QB controversy. Five involve rookies, and then three involve maybe some young quarterbacks and some old heads. But we'll just kind of go around the horn, just give your pick, and and we'll just go here. And actually, I lied because one of the rookies is already on the team with nobody in his shadow – and that's Zach Wilson. He, he is the undisputed quarterback in New York, and we're hoping it works out for him. But the next guy on that list would be in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence or Gardner Minshew. Who you got? Let's get in order here. Go let's on. Go, uh, we'll go Whitehorn, Tim, Henny, Cato, Hackey. And I'll round us out. Okay. So Matt Horn, he White Horn, Matt Horn. That was good. White Horn, he got. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, all day long. You know, traffic number one, touchdown Jesus. Just look at that hair. That hair deserves the to start <laughs> on its own. Perfect hair. Time out. Yeah. Time can out. we get a backstory on? Are you actually British? Your origin story. <laughs> <laughs> It's a curveball. Oh that crap! Actually, that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you boys haven't been on since we brought Matt on. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, uh, really? Listeners and watchers, if he Cato and T Henny join us early on, I think T Henny was our very first App State athlete, and Cato was like number two, like very early on. Uh, pretty much right after the new year, we brought Matt on as our like Premier League guy. Um, oh, and then we, we we can't get rid of him now. <laughs> He's just stuck with us. So, 
That's just not the voice I expected to come out of that mouth. Yeah, I've never been, yeah, ha- I've never been right. happier. That's what happened. That's right. Uh, that, that's class. That's where, class. Where, where are you from? I'm I'm playing catch up. Where are you from? Uh, south of England. I live near the. I live I live in London. Practically. Okay. Proper. Proper. Um, yeah. who do you go? Who do you go for in the prem? Uh, <laughs> so I support a team in League One. Don't find it. If, oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say I, Arsenal. No, no. I, oh, no, no. I will be. Talk about Arsenal later, and I will be talking absolute shit about Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, good, good. I'm in. Um, yeah, I don't. I quite like the Aston Villa. If I had to pick a team, don't mind Villa, but like my team's Charlton Athletic, who are like three leagues away from Prem. Anyway, that's all the way from just uh, Trevor Lawrence and his beautiful hair. So there we go. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Trevor as well. I saw this. It was pretty much a dumb headline of like, now that ETN's out, should they bench Trevor Lawrence? And it's like, <laughs> uh, no, you, you play him. So, yeah, I'm giving it to Lawrence. Yeah, number one overall pick, I'm going Trevor Lawrence as well. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. I don't see many quarterbacks in the history of college football that would have got drafted ahead of this guy. He's just a generational talent as a prospect, as far as a prospect goes. So you just have to see what that's about. But definitely Trevor. Yeah, it's a good point, kid. I'd be curious to see like Burrow senior year and touchdown Jesus coming out at the same time. Like that would probably be the closest number one pick. But I still think Trevor Lawrence gets it done. Uh, man, I want to count Gardner Minshew, but that motherfucker's crazy. I don't know. He might just win. Yeah, like, he's a locker room dude. He is a dude. Uh, I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence though. I think it's closer than a lot of people probably think. I mean, I, I think this is a unanimous. We all want to see Trevor Lawrence play, but I, you know, it, it is kind of a, it is a little bit of a toss up, but I, I think the fans would, would have the coach's head if he doesn't play Trevor Lawrence. So unanimous, we're taking touchdown Jesus. We're going to move to San Fran, the next rookie, Trey Lance versus Jimmy Garoppolo. This is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go Jimmy G and play it safe. I feel like maybe Trey Lance is a bit of a, too much of a risk to play the week one, but saying it's a week one, it's a long season. Um, who knows? I don't, but I'll say Jimmy G. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you have a proven quarterback. The The main issue is just injuries. So, to me, it wouldn't make sense to start a rookie over a proven quarterback. So I'm going Jimmy. Yeah, I think that, you know, Garoppolo, when he's healthy, he's a proven winner. And it's going to be hard to start a rookie over that, even though I think throughout the year they're going to sprinkle in Trey Lance. Um, I think he gets in early and often, but I don't think he's the starter weeks one through five. So is this who we think is going to start or who we should like? So that's a good that's a good question. I think it – I would take it as who you think should start. Well, I'm going to flip the script on this then. I'm going to say Trey Lance just because I know that uh, San Fran last year had their drop-off just because of injuries. But I think as far as quarterbacks in this class that are coming that have the most talent around their roster, I think the San Francisco roster is just fantastic with their run game they have. They have Kittle and the weapons they have. And I feel like – if you're playing Madden, I think if most people play this year's Madden, 
they're going to put Trey Lance in over Garoppolo because of his mobility and what you can do with him. And I think there's no reason that Shanahan shouldn't want to do that in real life. Why not have a duel for it versus what Jimmy G's brought to the table? He's definitely proven some stuff, but the injuries have always held him back. And I think that throw from the Super Bowl that he didn't connect with it will kind of always haunt him in the Bay Area. So I'm going to take Trey Lance for this one. Kato, pass that Kool-Aid over here, brother. I'm sipping the same thing. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, I, I think Trey Lance <laughs> is that dude. Like he's, You've got to play him. You've got to start him. The, his tangibles, like it's just nine times out of ten, he beats Jimmy G one-on-one. Any drill, any sport, whatever. He's more athletic. He's a better quarterback. Trey Lance is your dude. So it's interesting because the Niners have really limited Garoppolo's preseason reps that I feel like they've just given him the Trey Lance. So it's almost like they're holding back Jimmy like he's going to be the starter or they just want Lance to get as much experience as he can. I'm with Cato and Hackey. I think this offense is built for Trey Lance. I think with the running backs they have, I think with the weapons they have, understanding that Lance is going to be a little bit of a project this year. And honestly, I just see Brett Favre. When I see him throw the football, he's throwing rockets and he makes some really bad decisions at times. Like, you know, he'll, he'll, He'll just he'll just force throws or he won't see the read, but then he has a brilliant play. Like, you know, every so often it's like, wow, like he, you know, he could really be something. So, you know, it is it's gonna take time. I I think they get it, they gotta get Lanson pretty pretty soon on. It, he may not start the year, but they will want to play him, you know, maybe like week three. Week four, I, I think we could see Trey Lance pretty early on. So I think everybody, everybody saw that ball he threw in the preseason. I think we could all agree that Jimmy Garoppolo is not making that throw. And I just think from yeah. from that standpoint, that arm talent, like that's just generational arm talent. And the, that San Francisco got they got brought to the Super Bowl because of their defense, and that's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So I think that just takes a little bit of a load off of him. And I think they should just put him in there. And that's the other thing is with Trey Lance. I feel like it's similar to like Tua kind of has that situation in Miami is you're, you have such a strong defense that your responsibilities as a quarterback are really just take care of the football. And if you've got a, if you've got a run attack, you know, like Trey might be your guy. He actually could be a rookie on a really good team where we've kind of seen Garoppolo. We've kind of seen what he's able to do. So it's just, it is interesting. All right, we were split on that one. We're going to move to Chicago and Justin Fields or the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. I don't have any cool graphics. Sorry, guys, not for this one. You don't get the Andy Dalton graphic? Dude, come on. <laughs> Just throw a Pete Miser. <laughs> Which um, I, I should start with this, preface with this. So Andy Dalton got booed in this last game after a couple of drives. The fans started booing him. Right after he got booed, he threw a 50-50 ball that the receiver made a heck of a play, took it to the house, and was like, okay, okay, Andy. And then next drive, forced a pass, intercepted. was like, okay, put fields in, done for the day. So it is, it is the red rocket. Some things never change. Uh, and then we all know who Justin Fields is out of Ohio State. So who we got on this one? This actually sort of depends on like what the fans want, maybe. Like 
Uh, fans, Chicago Bear fans, all want Fields to play, don't they? Nobody from sorry, Hacky, but no one actually wants Dalton to play. Um, will they give him what the fans want? You know, <sighs> no idea. Uh, but there's so much hype around Justin Fields. I think they, I think they'll give it to him. They'll give him one go. Yeah, I think this is a situation where, um, you know, you see Andy play a couple of times or a couple games, but I think at the end of the day, this is like Nagy's last season. And well, it could be. And um, I think Fields gives him his best bet. So I hate the hand that Dalton's been dealt, you know, going just kind of bouncing around and especially at Dallas. That, man, that was rough. Like, he got smoked, and then no one helped him up. It was like, oh, my gosh, the guy just died on the field. Um, yeah, I'm going Justin Fields with this one. I think it's a similar situation to the, the 49ers. The only difference is Garoppolo and why I chose him to start is he's a proven winner when he's healthy. When Andy Dalton has played, he's not – his record as a starter isn't as good as Garoppolo, and I think – as an athlete, Justin Fields' ceiling is probably the highest out of any rookie in the whole class, you know, in terms of what he could do. Um, and I'm kind of in the same boat, you know, with Nagy. Like he he's got to put he's got to put he's got to go all in right here. And I think he's going to put his hands in, you know, Justin Fields. I think the, the the point that was brought up about the fan base is definitely important because I think the Chicago fan base, it's almost like what's happening with Ben Simmons in Philadelphia. Like what, what quarterback wants to get thrown into a situation like that? And I just think you shouldn't listen to the peer pressure of the fans, but also I just think in general, like Thomas said, would this probably be the best team that Andy Dalton played on? Yes. But he, I think, yeah, yeah, I said it. That, that their, def- their defense takes them to the playoffs every year. And yeah. That's that's your best offense is your defense. And I think the defense is going to drive them to the playoffs again, and why not try to test what Justin Fields has? I think he looked really good in the preseason. One, with, I watched a couple of the Bears games and thinks, like, I think with his arm talent, he has the potential to have a Justin Herbert-type year as a rookie, but with legs, that's my hot take for the year if they do put him in there. So I'm saying with the weapons he has and the defense, I think you just put similar situation like San Francisco, just put Fields in there. The defense is going to do most of the work. There'll be a lot less pressure on him, plus the fans will be behind him. Yeah, that Chicago defense is nothing to play with. I mean, they are stout. Um, I mean, his offensive weapons lack compared to what he had in Cincinnati. You know, talking about Andy Dalton. Let's be real here. Um, uh, you know, <sighs> Jordan Fields got welcomed to the NFL real quick. I don't know if you guys saw that hit. He got laid out. The headband even popped off. off. Um, but you know what? Chicago needs to feel the pain of every Cincinnati fan for the past – Eight, nine seasons. They need to see Andy Dalton look like an MVP one week and then absolute trash the next week. They deserve it. Chicago fans suck it. <laughs> so spiteful. Not a bias so, at all. Not at all. So what's interesting is the Bears played the Bills this past week, and Mitch Trubisky had the chance to shine against his former team. And Revenge Mitch, board. 20 of 28, 221 yards and a touchdown – it was kind of like, okay, if this was Mitch versus Fields, would you give it to Mitch? I Because I was kind of like, I'd probably let Mitch get the starting job at this point and let Fields come in. But I think the fact that it is Dalton, I'm actually like, 
give it the fields. I, I do think you can go ahead and give it the fields and know that there's going to be responsibility on the running game, David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen, and just kind of make sure you're not giving fields like too much to chew on. And again, a team that you rely on your defense. I, I think it is similar to San Francisco. But I give it to Fields just because I think Dalton is that bad. I, I feel like Dalton is just a backup. Like, he he is the backup in Chicago at this point. The backup. He is a backup. <laughs> yeah. All right. That one, I thought that one was going to be a little more split, but we're all riding Justin Fields. Final, final rookie, we're going to New England, Bill Belichick. It's Cam Newton versus Mac Jones, the former – MVP, the former Rookie of the Year, Cam Newton. Panther legend. Panther legend versus Bama boy, Mac Jones. Who we got in this one? Um, Cam Newton had a bit of an atrocious year last year. I know there was a bit of um, – he didn't really go into that fresh. He had a, bit of a terrible preseason. I'm not really sure if that changes things. As he's got a year older, um, I think I'm going to give it to Matt Jones. Give it to the rookie. Yeah, I am. I'm uh, going with Cam. I think, Parker, you made mention of like bridge years, and I think this is just going to be a great bridge year. Um, honestly, for both players, I think Cam next season may get a chance elsewhere. I do see him as a starting quarterback, but I do see Jones as their future, so... I'm going with Cam for this season. Um, so I think with the whole Cam Newton situation, like missing the COVID protocols and being out for the next five days, you know, I think that's definitely something to think about. And I think if we were closer to week one, it would impact the starting job. But I don't think that'll be the case. I think Cam will be the starter on week one and the majority of the season just because I think he's hungry. And I think that system um, – that the Patriots run, it's not you're not asking too much out of him with downfield throws. And they they did good in the free agency, you know, picking up a couple tight ends. I think they got John o. Smith and Hunter Henry. And, you know, having them on crossing routes. I watched a little bit of the Patriots and it looked like that was like it's a lot of screens, it's a lot of check downs, it's get the ball out of his hands quick, and he's very capable of doing that. Um I'm gonna be interested to see how his body looks after doing some running I'm not sure how much he'll do you know being you know it's hard to say like Cam Newton's already in the later stages of his career but like he honestly is um but I think I still think it's Cam Newton I think he's got still a lot to prove you know to himself and to the rest of the league so I'm giving it to Cam uh this is one of the harder ones for me um I think in the preseason I don't think either of them really set themselves apart I think you could tell but they definitely have a better offense than last year, just from the free agent picks you were talking about. Nikhil Harry looked a little bit better. But it was just a lot of underneath balls, like Thomas said, some screens, some mesh routes. It looked like some pretty basic bread and butter stuff. And I think they'll get a lot of players back on their defense as well because of COVID. So I think you just go with Cam simply because, like Thomas said, you're not asking too much out of the quarterback. And why why not? Why not? ask more out of a quarterback that's less experienced versus someone like Cam who's proven he's played, he can play at an MVP caliber level. And I think he can handle that pressure a little bit better than Mac right now. So I'm saying Cam – for now and so prove it, prove it otherwise. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, 
people forget New England lost a lot of guys because they're sitting out due to COVID, uh, injury bug, and, and whatever else that was going on in New England. I mean, they were missing a lot of talent on that field. Cam had to bail out that team as much as he could. Plus, it's a brand new year in Belichick offense coming off surgery. I mean, this, this, the cards were stacked against him. Um, and Cam did everything he could to be at least good. Um, I still – I think it's Cam's job to lose, but this five days out does not help him because now you see how the locker room interacts with Matt. Like, can Matt control the locker room? Is he a good f- facility guy? Is he in there early? Is he, you know, hey, let's do that drill again, coach, whatever. It's his show now for these five days. And Belichick really gets to see, like, ooh, is this guy the next Tom Brady or is he a Alabama flop we're going to see? I think – I like, Tim, I like the way you put just the bridge here. Uh, I think this is a perfect situation for that. I think I want it to be Cam, but if I'm being honest, I, I think it's Mac. And, and I think I, I guess I have the most fun with it. I have just noticed how bad Cam Newton's throwing mechanics are. Like he he has the ugliest throwing motion of any MVP. quarterback I've seen. <laughs> I don't know how. I, I honestly don't know how. Like he literally like he gets his whole shoulder into it. And just kind of and kind of does that motion, and Mac Jones just flicks it. I mean, he just looks effortless. And, There's more and than I, one way to crack a coconut. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess like it's the whole you know if it's not if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I think it's broke. I, it's I don't broke. think Cam's, it's definitely Cam's broke. I don't think Cam's worked on it. Like I I think I think he got a little confident, maybe overconfident in 2016, and. And I, I don't know. I just – I think he's relied on just being able to shoot it but maybe hasn't taken care of – taken care of the, the – I don't know what you would call it – taking care of shop um, to make sure he can still be the most efficient at that. And Mac Jones just just looks effort, effortless as this rookie. I, I think Mac Jones can take it, again, early in this season. I think, and I think they should. I think they should give it to Mac, even though Cam will probably start the season. I think it should be Mac Jones. And on that note, we round out the rookies, and we just have three other teams we got to look at. And that's New Orleans, Denver, and then Washington. Let's just start with New Orleans. We got Jameis Winston versus Taysom Hill. We talked a little bit about it earlier. Who we got? Yeah, we mentioned it earlier about how good Jameis was. You've got to be a madman to pick Taysom Hill. Surely. <laughs> like, surely. It's got to be Jameis all day long. Yeah, I agree with Matt. I think it's Jameis. Uh, I'm riding that train off the cliff. So, I'm with the Jameis pick because I'm not a madman. <laughs> And he's definitely not going to have a better year than Josh Allen, but it's he'll win the job in New Orleans. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Jameis as well. I don't think only anyone's. I don't think I have to talk too much about this one. The LASIK eye surgery is clearly done wonders, and I think there's no way, there's no way he throws the less intercept more interceptions than he did before. So it's, it's only up from here for Jameis. Next stop, Josh Allen caliber year. Caden got a NIL deal with a LASIK eye surgery. Um, and he's got to that. Um, really, he's really out here supporting his image. Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I think it's Jameis. It has to be. Uh, 
Hill has had multiple chances, multiple years to be the next quarterback after Breeze. Clearly, they don't believe in him for for a reason. And Winston played his ass off last night. And uh, I, if they get Michael Thomas in the building and they get his head on right and and him and Peyton kind of shake hands and let bygones be bygones, whew, him and Jameis are going to put up some big numbers this season. I thought it was Jameis's last year, and and Sean Payton went with Taysom Hill. So Matt, if anyone's a madman to do it, it could be Sean Payton. So we'll see. But I think it's Jameis undisputed. We'll see if Sean Payton is just the craziest man alive. Moving to Denver, we got Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater, and Drew Locke. And as we're going through this, I'm like Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater like three three really high profile quarterbacks coming out of college and now NFC they're South. and now they're QB controversies. It's just crazy. Um this one's probably the tightest one for me to call as in these two quarterbacks just don't excite me whatsoever. <laughs> like the only good thing about Drew Locke is his dancing. Um <laughs> and Teddy yeah <laughs> I'm going to look in Drew Luck. I, uh, yeah, go on, Drew Luck. Reluctantly. <laughs> you don't like his rapping? What about his rapping? Oh. <laughs> uh, big, big, big Jeezy guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Bridgewater. I've I've been a fan of Teddy. Um, and the reason I'm going with him over Locke is, I think, just consistency. You kind of have a better idea of what you're expecting out of Teddy. Now, you may want to gamble and and – that may be more of the style. And in that case, I'd go with Locke. But um, yeah, I'm going Teddy. Um, I think the Broncos have secretly one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. Um, they're very, very loaded at that position, honestly. And they're all young. Um, so with that being said, I think you just need a guy to come in level headed and just facilitate the ball and just kind of manage the game like it was just said. And that's why I think if there's one thing Teddy Bridgewater has proven in his career, it's that he could come in and manage a game. And I think that's why the Panthers, you know, did what they did with him last year. And I think that's what he's going to ultimately do and step in and do with the Broncos this year. I agree with Thomas in the sense that I think they definitely have a, a more loaded young um, receiving core and talent core on offense, and you think I think it's going to be a breakout year for Judy. I think he's going to push himself into another another tier of receiver this year. That top tier, KJ Hamler's a beast. Noah Fan is a beast, and I think I think I'm going Drew Locke. I didn't even know I was going to say this, but I think I'm going Drew Locke. I I, I don't think over Teddy Bridgewater's career I've seen him elevate a team before, and I think no one has very super high expectations for the Broncos this year. So why not see if Drew Locke could possibly keep getting better and leveling up because we don't know if he's at the level to where he can potentially be a better player than Teddy Bridgewater. So why not find that out? Why not see if he can use those weapons? And then worst case scenario, if it's a, if a flop, it's a flop and you need your season safe, you can throw Teddy in there. I don't think Teddy's feeling is going to be hurt because he's, he's been through this before. So I'm going with Drew Locke. Yeah. I, I think it's Drew's job to lose here. Uh, I've, I've been a huge fan of Teddy ever since he came out. I thought he'd be the best quarterback in that draft class. Um, and then obviously the knee injury in, in Minnesota kind of derailed his career and, and set him back significantly, at least I think, uh, the career he should have had. But, I mean, Drew Locke was a man on a mission week one of preseason. Five for seven, 150 yards, two tutties. Uh, Bridgewater 
threw for 75 yards and he looked just shaky. Like he's still learning the offense. I think it's Drew's job to lose. Um, and I'm with you, Cato. At, at the end of the season, if they need to pull out something and maybe they turn to Teddy Two Gloves, but um, I, I think Drew Luck, young Jeezy, he's putting off for Denver over there. Man, I really like what T. Henney said about Bridgewater just being the game manager. You've got the receivers there. You got to give a shout out to Cortland Sutton. He's kind of, he's also another sneaky weapon. Mm-hmm. But I also like Cato and Hackey. It does feel like it's year three for Drew Locke. It's his job to lose. And I think he'll lose it. Yeah. <laughs> like I think, like, I think he's gonna lose it. And I think Teddy is gonna be the right man for the job. So give me Teddy. That was dramatic, man. That was that was a journey. <laughs> I was wa- I, I couldn't decide and he like Lee Corso does. Yeah. <laughs> How are you All right, last one. Washington, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the plumber, the greatest backup of all time, versus Taylor Heineke, who had a great postseason game but everyone's wondering do we even have a quarterback in our in our in our franchise in our city who we got Fitz or Heineke I didn't create a graphic for this because it shouldn't be a controversy (laughs) it is a controversy surely it's Fitz magic Fitz magic Fitz magic in September is like one of the hottest athletes in the world (laughs) like legit he just starts outrageously hot and then just simmers down to a nice, cool breeze. <laughs> Fits magic all day long and twice on Sunday. Yes. Uh, Fits magic for everything Matt just said. Um, he really brings a spark to the team, too. Like, uh, I know there was the whole Tua thing in Miami and. I mean, basically everywhere he's been. But, like, you really, I don't know, you see the team's name in the news more. It kind of gets you thinking more about a team that you really may not have thought twice about. So, yeah, I'm going Ryan. Matt, you are hilarious. That was so funny (laughs) just to listen to your description of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And it was spot on as well. Um, Beautiful. It's crazy to think about, like, all these teams that we're talking about with these – quarterback debates like all like not all of them but the majority of them have like top five defenses top 10 defenses in the nfl so a lot of them have a lot to lose because they can become playoff teams you know if they get the quarterback position right um and i think ryan fitzpatrick is one of the most disrespected players in the nfl um he is red hot at the beginning of the season and you can you can put it on the bank that He's going to have his shirt unbuttoned down to here with the train on <laughs> in interviews all the way till Halloween. Um, so I'm with – although, yeah, you had, you brought up a good point saying Tyler, Tyler Haneke did have a great playoff game. But unfortunately, Brian Fitzpatrick's made a career of doing all right at the beginning of the season. So I think he's going <laughs> to continue that in Washington. Thomas, do you know where Taylor Haneke's from? Yes, but it's slipping me for the for prestigious the... Gwinnett County, Georgia, oh. where the best football players are bred from, where the best ball is played. And for all, those all reasons, alleged. no, I'm, I'm not going with him. Oh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> oh, <he's laughs> so bad. 
Shout, shout out the boy though. He went to Collinsville High School. We what watched college him. did he went go to? Old Dominion. That's oh, right. do you? Yeah. He's, he's in the he's in his high school Hall of Fame, bro. He's a Gwinnett County legend. Like he's loved in Georgia, beloved in Gwinnett County. But um, I think, like you said, Thomas, like their defense is too good to even gamble. And in that division, we all know how I like to say competitive. Other people like to say trash, but how competitive that division competitively is. Competitively bad. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But with with how competitive that division is, you just have to put your most experienced person at quarterback and ask ask them to just do what they've done their whole career, and that's just be somewhat sustainable. So definitely just give it to to Fitzmagic. Yeah, if if I'm Heineke, I'm asking Ron Rivera, like, Coach, I want to compete, but put Fitzmagic out there. Let me learn from him. He's in year 17 of his career. He's got a damn Harvard brain. Dude is a genius. Learn from him, Heineke, and then that way the job is yours after he leaves because, you know, Fitzmagic, he's a journeyman. He'll go complete his 32-team journey somewhere else. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Fitzmagic. It has to be. That's probably the right answer, Hacky. Yeah. I like those reasons of just sit behind the man, you know, vouch for him. I do think Heineke's a gamer. I, I thought after that playoff performance, I was like, this guy can play. He's really being slept on this offseason. You know, I, I thought he finally got Terry McLaurin some action that he's been waiting. Like, come on, like, just someone get me the ball. Um, Heineke started nine for nine in their last preseason game. So I feel like he's gone through his progressions pretty well. I like Heineke. I want to respect Fitz Magic, but if I'm being honest, I think you start Heineke. I, I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be prime for this i think he's going to be a gamer and when the lights come on he's going to be ready to play so that that does it for our qb controversy i have a huge <laughs> side note uh where did where uh, did fitz magic play at uh tampa bay before the dolphins where yeah. Was yeah yeah he did oh my god okay have you guys is, is everyone here familiar with uh Endgame, like Infinity War, yeah. Marvel. Oh, yeah. Okay, for anyone listening, there's about to be some spoilers, okay? Um, Ryan Fitzmagic is Red Skull. He leads those to what he cannot have. I'm, what if Miami wins the Super Bowl this year? And then next year, it's Washington. <laughs> oh, my God. This, guys, he, this is it. Fitzmagic is Red Skull. This is better than your Josh Allen. It's 20 times better. <laughs> Jeez. So everything's just aligning. Oh, my God. You tapped need... in, my guy. You're tapping in. Oh I need to make a Reddit you... post about this. That's fantastic, just... except two is a bust. All right, that's a hot take. I like that take better than uh, Josh Allen's take, Tim. Tua will be a bust. The red skull. The red skull is a good idea. I'm That's just throwing that one. out there. That's great. I'm gonna go red skull. Tua. Josh Allen take. <laughs> I'll take it. Every other take in there in sports history. Josh Allen take. You gotta shoot your shot. Uh, real quick, I gotta get y'all's opinion on this. Washington has released the finalists for their names. Uh, we have the Washington Armada. Brigade, Commodores, Defenders, Presidents, Red Hogs, Red Wolves, and then Washington football team. If you got to choose from that list, which one are you taking? Red Wolves. That was, that was weirdly good. 
That Thank you. Fantastic. Now they have someone they can hire to make the noise when they run out for the team. Yeah, you might need to get on the mic for their. Hey, I'm for hire, baby. Wolf. Now, what were the, the first one you said? Armada. Or those Armada. first couple were too old. Like, if you look at the origin of those words, those just go way too far back. The president. Exactly. Like legislative, like, like what are we like? What are we parliament? Like what are we doing? Like some of brigade. Like these words are too old. Yeah, I, low key, like they might just have to just own a football team at this point. Like I think there's just like <laughs> now it's just too late. Like once you've been football team, like we all remember when you were football team. And I think they just need to ride this out a little bit at this point. Like they're just gonna keep like selling merch. Like I'm thinking this from a business side. Like I think it's just smarter to just stick with football team for a little bit and then. Maybe in a couple of years, just re 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 go back, go back to the drawing board because right now it's just like go back to it's just a games. joke now. Like it's just a joke now. Actually, like Washington football team, <laughs> not too bad. Pretty simply, I quite like it. Don't know why. You prefer a football that. club on there though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would prefer team. football club. That is very FC. True. Washington FC. FC. Washington <laughs> FC. It makes it kind of unique though. Like I don't know when when you hear Washington football team. I, to me, that's just like the brand of football. Like, yeah, you can have another mascot stuff, but I don't know. It just kind of sets it apart from other teams, I guess, in my eyes. So I don't mind the Washington football team. I think it sounds better than like the Guardians or anything like that. It's just that's weird. Yeah, yeah all those all those names, none of them have a ring to it. It it's almost like if you – I don't know if they still do this. And I think for a while in Madden, you had to choose, like, a name given to you. You could, like, create your name. And it was, like, the Knights or the Rhinos or something. And, like, none of them were good. Like, it just – none of them could actually have a ring to it. So, I don't know. I'd say right out – I agree. Right out football team. It's just got to have a ring to it. It's kind of like how Utah Jazz has just stuck, even though – you know, it jazz has nothing to do with Utah. It's just like, oh, Utah jazz. Like it just, it just sticks. So I, I think they just need to wait till they find something like that. Yeah. On that, I think all of the Washington sports team names are all taken that are like nice. Like mm. the Senators, the Wizards, like all that. Like they're, they're, it's too late now. The Capitals, like that's, mm-hmm. that's nice. I think they should just own it. I think they should just like be a meme. Like, their mascot should be like one person with like ten other football players attached. <laughs> they're just like a team. Like they're the team. Like everyone can say like they they put the team first, but like they are the team, like the football team. Like they should just just be about the ball grind and just just. They need to go back to Redskins. <laughs> go retro for the next ten years and just go by the Redskins. All right, this is how Pub Sports gets canceled. Here we go, boys. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I think, yeah. <laughs> I hate people. <laughs> um, I, I think Washington football team—they got to own it, like you guys said. But then I didn't hearing a whole hearing a whole stadium go, I'm here for it. Like kickoff every third down. Like, come on, give it to me. I don't think every human being is as good as that as you are. So I don't think it's going to hit the same that stadium. Yeah, but I think if you get a bunch of drunk people to try. Magic is on your hands. Uh, that's it for football talk, for NFL talk. You guys got anything else for it? I do want to chat up some soccer with Matt because I, I kind of want his take with the whole – I don't know if he's been following the Mbappe stuff recently. Um, apparently, they've had a, a offer from Real Madrid for about $160 million. I don't know. It's been around there. But 
reports tonight have some out, come out and said that it's been rejected. So, um, if like, do you go up? Do you say like, all right, never mind, or what do you do? Or is that even like, what, do you, what, what have you heard? Um, yeah, I've been one hundred sixty nine US dollars. It's, it's a ridiculous amount of money. He's obviously a, a really good player, Kylian Mbappe. Had a terrible Euros actually. Yeah. Um, famously yeah. missed a penalty against Switzerland. But I really don't know how Real Madrid can actually afford this. <laughs> They're literally paying, spending like multi, like lots of money on refurbing their stadium. Rumor has it that Liverpool are even interested on Mbappe for 176 million, which is ludicrous. I have no idea where that's come from. Um, but, you know, PSG are outrageously stacked right now. They've got, obviously, they've got Messi now, Mbappe, Neymar, Ramos. Jorginho and Guinaldo, they've got loads of great players, all who have signed um, like free contracts, so they haven't had to pay any transfer fees. And when you do that, you have to spend a lot more on your players um, for their salaries. And they're going to, even though they're incredibly rich, PSG, like ridiculously rich, they're going to have to lay off some players. Mbappe will be a massive one for them. Um, but we'll see. You know, if he... The problem with Real Madrid, they haven't replaced Ronaldo. And Gareth Bale hasn't been that good the last two or three years. Hasn't been with him. He's been at the Spurs. So he he will be the key man for them to replace. But saying that, you just can't replace Ronaldo. Like Barcelona aren't going to be able to replace Messi. They're just generational talents. So it's interesting. Um, but yeah, that bid could well go to like 200 USD. Probably easily. Yeah. That's nuts. My biggest takeaway from that is that me and Thomas definitely chose the wrong sport. And, uh, <laughs> 100%. I've been, I've been saying it's that. Tough, it's tough to hear that. 100%. Like He's only 22. Who, who, do you, who do you like to win the to, to win the Premier League? I've been back uh, and forth for the last couple, but then with, with Chelsea signing Lukaku, it's, it's going to be – I don't know. I just – I think Chelsea are going to win it this year. I really do. Uh, Chelsea, I had them in second to finish the league – and now they've got big rom. They are genuine predict um contenders. But Man City are unbelievable. If they do sign Harry Kane, they'll be unstoppable. But that's looking less likely now. Um however, Chelsea are serious contenders and they have had a huge, huge, huge game this Sunday. Um I think it's twelve thirty Eastern time, Saturday. Liverpool. At- Liverpool versus Chelsea at Anfield. Big game. Um, would be an exciting game as well. Could go either way. Should be an cr- absolute cracker. And Robert Lukaku is an absolute bully. Like, just bullies people up the way. Just that she pushes them off the shoulder. Unbelievable. But yeah. I need your number. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this for hours. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but while we're into it, shall I just uh, move on to what I was going to talk about anyway? And that's how terrible Arsenal have been. Um, Arsenal, obviously, we all know, two thousand. You know, in early two thousands, they won the Premier League. Um, they nearly won the Champions League. Since then, they've been in significant decline. Um, last time Arsenal won the Premier League, Lionel Messi scored zero goals for Barcelona. 
Uh, Lionel Messi herself scored 768 goals for Barcelona, <laughs> which is ludicrous. Um, and this season, they've been terrible. They lost 2-0 to Brentford, um, who got promoted from the Championship. They lost 2-0 to Chelsea. Um, Art Mikel Arteta is the hot favourite to be sacked. Um, I don't think they'll even finish in the top 10. They are bad. Really bad. But anyway, what was your guys' takes on the Gunners? Um, personally, I think that um, there's just a significant drop-off in talent when you look around the team. I mean, obviously, Aubameyang was kind of carrying them for a little bit. And then, and then they have Tierney at left back. You know, he's great. And I think Sock is great. But outside of those players, um, Pepe was kind of a waste of – he wasn't eight million worth. Hasn't really lived up to that asking price. I mean, you just there's not a lot of quality there in the middle of the field for him. And when they they have good attackers, good enough attackers, but they're just the they're the players that they do buy and really spend their money on, like Ben White for fifty million, like like good center back, but like not fifty million. Like go out and buy like a world class like midfielder. Like that's what they need to compete in the Premier League. You have to have strong midfield work workhorses and that is where they have really nobody i mean they got party from atletico and he's kind of been a bust you know in all honesty so i don't know i'm with you i think arteta i do they i I believe they play city this weekend as well (laughs) yeah Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be three losses and honestly it could be ugly enough to get him fired this weekend i wouldn't be shocked it could well be ugly. It's going to feature my parlay um, <laughs> because it's almost certain. Yeah. Um, but also, there's a little... So, Mikel Arteta was the understudy of Pep Guardiola. Mikel yeah. Arteta used to be, like, the... Assistant. Even a sister manager at Man City, yeah. Um, shame for Arsenal fans, he's not as good for them as Pep is. But, yeah, I mean, like, you, took, you mentioned Pepe. Um a lot of Arsenal players, fans talk about him like he's a youngster. He's 27 years old. He just, he's just not good enough. And Ben White, £15 million is just no way that yeah. good. He's no way that, if he's worth £15 million, I'm at least worth like £1 million. And I play You're Sunday too. morning. You're too because you make people smile. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. But yeah, literally, it's not good whatsoever. I mean, wh- why don't people want to go to him? Like, I, I've... Obviously, I don't follow footy like I like you guys do, but like I I don't remember Kane's name being anywhere associated near Arsenal or any big name this off season. Like, it doesn't seem like anybody wants to go to. Him. Honestly, I think that it's just like it's similar to the NBA at this point. Good players want to play with other good players, and they want to go like the goal for them is it's it's very similar to the NBA. Players want to win trophies, they want to win championships, and Arsenal have not proven themselves to be contenders in the last few years. So therefore, when especially when your rivals are, you know, you're competing against Liverpool, Chelsea, City, Man U, like those four clubs are right around there. The top players aren't going to go choose Arsenal because now like it's not just the money that's luring players in. Like they have say over where they go and, they, they want to play with other stars. I mean, I think that's why you saw Messi go to PSG, Ronaldo go to Juventus, and it's a similar scenario in Arsenal. Just don't have the firepower to, to recruit, honestly. That was beautiful. 
Yeah, I completely I agree. I like you're completely right. Best players would have played in the Champions League. Arsenal would have struggled to compete for the lower European competitions, let alone Champions League. There's no chance that any big player will go. Especially, I mean, Harry Kane will definitely not go to Arsenal because of the North London rivalry. But yeah, they're a nightmare, you know. So it seems like Arsenal fans just need to buckle in here. Maybe take some pure spectrum CBD oil, use code PUB20, get 20% off. Feel great. Get relaxed because it's going to be a long season for you boys. Go ahead, use pure spectrum CBD oil, use code PUB20, get 20% off. That transition was seamless, smooth, seamless. I I pride myself in trying to find a sweet spot for it. (laughs) Bravo. He's really good at it. I'm gonna say um, my one my one contribution to the soccer conversation. Has anyone seen a picture of Harry Kane as a child? No. no. He's had the most ridiculous glow up of anybody ever. Let me see if hold on. Let me see if I can find a real Ronaldo quick. was an ugly kid too. No, Harry got mm. a beat. Harry Ronaldo's a proper ugly kid. Still hope <laughs> still hope for us even when I'm at twenty seven. <laughs> uh, while he's looking it up, any other footy talk you want to go into here? Um, I, what's your opinion on Everton? This is Harry Kane as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Kane. Yeah, you told me he'd be one of the top soccer players in the world. Is that a photo of him and Beckham? I don't. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cropped yeah. in this one. I don't think yeah. just it is David Beckham. I swear. Yeah. I swear. Also, in that photo, there's a girl, and that's his nowadays today's wife. Yes, they came. They both have come yeah. a long way. Ooh, they're married together. Yeah. How mad is that? The buzz cut, just the just beat face. But now, now look at him. Or is that's that how cool. all of us would look if we stood next to David Beckham? <laughs> you know, like another good theory, the David Beckham theory. Just don't look good next that, to him. That that. That overtakes the red skull theory for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, that was that was world class. No, when he was going between Euros and Wimbledon, that was he was in his bag. Dude was sharp. He was hundred percent. So you asked about Everton, T Henny. Oh yeah, sorry, apologies. Um, oh no, you're good. Everton uh, always have lived in, you know, Liverpool shadow, um, which is a bit of a shame. Sure. But I do. I would love Everton to, you know, do better than Liverpool. That's for sure. Uh, Rafa Benitez, you know, was a former Liverpool legend as he used to manage them. But they've got great players. They just need to be consistent. They need to consistently beat, you know, the shit teams. They can play against the good teams, but they sometimes struggle to beat the shit teams. You know, dude, I'm I'm hundred percent there with you. I'm an Everton fan. That's why I asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I shouldn't have much. Yeah, but. No, I agree 100%. It's the consistency that they've lacked for the last. It's not the talent. I mean, obviously, they need a little more depth, but it hasn't really been the managers. It's just been they can't beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, you know, and, then, mm. and when they're losing points like that because you're not going to get points off of, you know, City at home and, you know, Chelsea at home, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, it is what it is. But that's all the soccer talk I got. That's right. Hey, I'm just glad Matt had somebody to talk to because usually it's like, yeah, big rambling. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I feel happy for Thomas as well. Our our podcast talks and real life talks about soccer are usually pretty one sided. So sounds like a match made in heaven. Absolutely, <laughs> you might have to link up with Matt, uh, Matt there, T Henny. We'll do yeah. our own. 
Yeah. <laughs> a, a hybrid. We'll the 135 pub footy talk. Yeah. We'll break away. Crossover episode. It's going to be yeah. pub five. <laughs> uh, let's just move into it since you guys talked about it. You have the 135 podcast, uh, and you guys have been killing it. You guys were recently uh, – you interviewed kind of a big name. I'll kind of let you explain that a little bit. Um, but Yeah. Um, so – I am um, when Coach Drink was here, he had a little connection with Daniel Jeremiah and he put me in touch with him and I've been in contact like on and off with him for about a, a year or so. And then this summer he was the guest speaker at our Legends Gala we have every year at the university. So me and Thomas finally got to meet him in person, talk to him, super cool guy. And he he came to us and said, Whenever whenever y'all want me on the podcast, let me know. And we were like <laughs> Yeah. tomorrow like <laughs> no, but he, he's a busy dude and he um he has a crazy schedule but he made time for us and it was great talking to him and he he did say that once after we play Miami this year that he'd, he'd come back on after after we got that dub so he's he's hopefully going to be a regular on the show and he's nothing but good to us and that, that's that's our boy now we're just we're just friends it's just whatever just us and DJ yeah no big deal. <laughs> yeah you're on, you're on first initial basis there all right I hear you yeah dude no, that is was- awesome yeah, it was super cool. You know, he's very down to earth, you know, big name like that. But um, really cool to get back in touch with, you know, some big app alumni like that. Um, really cool guy. He had some some really cool insight, you know, in terms of like upcoming NFL season. Like he predicted the whole Aaron Rodgers thing like two weeks before that even happened. So, um, you know, very insightful. Definitely knows what he's doing and good good at what he does. Yeah, and has a great story. Like you can listen on the podcast. He started off as an NFL scout and kind of just ended up where he is, and now he's one of the top people when it comes to covering the draft and stuff like that. And he's he's living the dream. Like he he couldn't. We had to do our podcast that day because after that he was going to just jump around to every team's training camp and talk to all of them and <laughs> meet all the players. Like just doing a tour of the training camps. Like dude's living the dream. So it was really cool that he made time for us and is is good to us. Dude, that is awesome. That just speaks volume to what you guys are doing. I always love listening to your podcast. You have a good balance of sports and then pop culture. You're like even the bachelors in there, like you guys mash it all well together. And it's just a good podcast to listen to. The so bachelor, listeners, go check them out. The bachelor needs to pick it up. It's not like they're not giving us much material. Like the last season was crash. I tried to watch Paradise last night. Um, decent. They're definitely living in the past, though. Like their glory days are behind them, unfortunately. Yeah, we're gonna need some. We're gonna need some new pop culture content coming up. That's, that's for sure. Hey, ABC, let's step up our game. Let's go here. Yeah, come on. Uh, you guys, you're in your final year at App, final training camp. How was it for you, boys? Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I, I, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it was exciting. You know, last time. You know, there's definitely like the thing about camp is you are 100%, you know, dreading it, going into it, and then you get into it, and the days are just long, and, you know, your body kind of feels it. And, you know, it was it was the last time that we'll get to do it, so that's kind of sad. But at the same time, I'm not going to miss it. Um, <laughs> just because it's just so much. It's, you know, you're at the facility at 745, and you're not leaving until 930. Um, but, you know, we put in a lot of good work and we're definitely excited to, you know, I think Sunday we, we started honing in on, uh, ECU. So, you know, it's very excited after going against our defense and for him, the offense for the last, you know, since really all of spring ball and then two and a half weeks of camp, 
it's really good to see a, a new defense that you're going against and all of that. So the guys are fired up and we're ready to play. Me, me and Thomas are old. It's no secret. This is my sixth training camp. This is Thomas's fifth, and we're, we're old. So training camp, the camp, fall camp is what it is. But um, it was it was nice being able to bring along those long, young guys. And like Thomas said, we're not we're not too mad that we're transitioning into the actual season where we can start doing the game prep and then get getting on with the with the action with, with the people really want to see. So it's it's been exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine. I mean, the camp's the most fun you never want to have again. Like back <laughs> ever. Uh, you know, people were talking about the NFL training camps and there's fights and they were so surprised by it, but like you guys can attest to it. You line up, bang, bang. And you're just beating heads all day long. Like you said, like 14 hour day, you're in these guys grills the entire time. Fights break out every camp. Were you guys surprised by that? I think like the NFL just needs to get rid of the inner squad, like playing against different teams, practicing against different teams. Like, we, we said, like, imagine if we had to practice against, like, Coastal. Like, in our practice against – or really just anyone because camp camp is hard. And, like, if you're willing yeah. – and fights happen between your own team. Like, it just happens because you're frustrated. It's a, it's a lot of ball. It's a physical sport. It's just the nature of the sport. So when you put someone else out there, like, yeah, there's going to be a fight. Like, now this is someone across from you who's also fed up, but you have no association with, really. Like, you don't have to see this guy in the locker room after. Like – on Hard Knocks, they're fighting Aaron Donald. They don't care how much money he just made. They don't care about his 99 gold club cleats. Like, that's Aaron Donald, and they don't care. So, like, that's just inevitable with it, and I think they just need to stop doing that because in college we know how that would go, and these are dudes who are making million adult, millions of dollars fighting. So I think that's just inevitable with camp. It's just a, it's not really a surprise. Yeah, 100%. It's not a surprise. It's not a surprise, and it's not the – and honestly, it's not, it's not surprising – that it's the kind of the bigger names, you know, getting in the fights like the Sterling Shepherds or like guys that you like are well heard of around the league. Antonio Brown, the heavyweight champ. Yeah, I mean, it's guys, <laughs> it's guys that have, you know, this ego and this pride. So when they are, you know, tested or disrespected, you know, before the real games even start. I'm, it's not surprising at all to see tempers flare and it get physical. Com, com, combined with those guys who are like the last man on the roster, like trying to make a team, like fighting for every rep, like it's just it's just a nasty combination of, of different things going yeah. on, and it's it's just bound to happen. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Tim, do you want to hop in there? Oh no, I'm good. I was just listening. Oh. Well, you perked up there for a second. Um, <laughs> uh, ECU's. Locked in the Duke Mayo's classic. Uh, that's one oh hell of a gosh. title. Uh, but you get to play at Bank of America Stadium, so that's pretty dope. Uh, how you guys feeling Lee, going into it? Feeling pretty I good? I hate mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect for you. I hope they give you a gift. We're, right. we're going to give Thomas a Gatorade bath of mayonnaise <laughs> after the game. Just, just throw up a little bit. Dub. It'll be my last game if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be early retirement. <laughs> um, uh, no, I ECU is – a team that obviously is going to have athletes and they're going to have, you know, football players. And, you know, the exciting thing and almost like the nerve wracking thing is when you play somebody for the first time at the beginning of the season, you can only go off of what they had and what they put on film last year. So obviously it's no secret that in the last couple of years, their records may not entail that they are, you know, quote unquote, what people would say a good football team, but, like, don't make a mistake about it. Like, they're a good football team. They have very good athletes. And, you know, you just don't know 
what a team has until you line up in front of them. You know, I'm, you know, you look at their their 2020 season. Obviously, 2020 was all messed up with COVID and everything, so that's so you have to take everything with a grain of salt in that. And then they played Georgia State and got beat by 20. We ended up beating Georgia State. So if you look at games like that and try to predict how things should go in your head before that, I think it just gets messy. We gotta, we just gotta make sure we go out there and play our ball. And I think, you know, the scoreboard would take care of itself if we go out there and play how we know we can play. Yeah, piggybacking off what Thomas said, I think that's one of the most exciting parts. Like, I think that's why college football is one of the most exciting parts, just week one of college football, because you know, know what you're going to get out of any team until that first week. I mean, as freshmen, we go and play UGA, and we lose to them. They're a good team, whatever. And that ends up being a team that's a national championship. And, like, we didn't, we didn't know that going into the season. They didn't know that going into the season. But that's just one of the fun parts about playing week one. But I'm surprised Thomas didn't bring up playing in Bank America Stadium and being a Panthers fan. That's probably going to be cool for you. I mean, any time you can play in an NFL stadium, whether that's in New Orleans, we'll be able to play in Hard Rock this year in Bank of America. It's, it's always an exciting thing as well. Yeah. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. Yeah. It's un, unfazed by the big stage. It's just yeah, clearly. going to do his job. T. Henny, find your inner Steve Smith. That, that's I all I the, ask. I just want some balls thrown at me, man. No homo. I just want the balls. <laughs> uh, hey, let's don't shake let's... your head, Matt. Don't shake <laughs> your head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did y'all see that? The Satterfield clip? Where he yes. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's going gonna to catch these balls? Who's going to catch these balls? Uh, we got a lot of balls to go around. Who's going to catch them? <laughs> uh, Scotty, <laughs> you gotta love him. Oh, I'm always rooting for him up there. I'm sure you boys are as well. Yeah. Um, love to see him kind of turn that Louisville program around. Any game you guys got marked on your schedule, like, hey, can't wait. We're balling out, and I'm sure all of them. You're balling out, no doubt. But anyone in specific, you get extra circled. Coastal. I came back to be coastal. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go. I was thinking of a long, elaborate answer, but I think I'm gonna just let Tom. I'm gonna. Think, I think I'm gonna just let, let that one sit there. That's it. Enough said. No, nah, I don't want. Actually, I'm not going to downplay anybody else. The opener is is obviously great. Playing in in that stadium, that'll be super exciting. Um, we obviously lost to Marshall last year. Can't wait to play them again. Um, playing in Miami is going to be big. It's always great playing a Power Five team in a stadium like that, especially. Um, Lafayette. Elon. I mean, yeah, Lafayette. We obviously we have a couple of get back games this year. That's for sure. For some of the L's we took last year, but I think even I think I remember our first. Charlotte and have, having the Mountaineers be announced and us run out and there was no crowd and all you hear is our footsteps on the ground and that was that was very eerie and I, I don't miss that at all so I think that home opener against Elon have our crowd back that'll that'll definitely be exciting too yeah absolutely I like it's gonna be a totally different year it's gonna be the rock that's supposed to be it's gonna be college football season the way it's supposed to be and I'm excited for you boys to get a ride out on that yeah, and that place is loud already, but with the new end zone facility, I don't know if y'all have been up there since it's been done, but it's just <sighs> like the noise is just trapped. It's a bowl now. Really? Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Oh, I can't wait. Me, me and my fiance, every time we go up there, we always drive by. And it's, it feels like every time there's something different, something that changes, and mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. Um, Boys, that's really it. I just want to announce that we're going to do a college football kickoff show every Saturday morning. And any Saturday morning you guys want to hop on with us, we'll always welcome you back. And we're rooting for you, boys. If there's any way we can help you, uh, we'll be glad to. 
Uh, Y'all are the realist. Yeah, for sure. We have a couple weekday games this year, too. So even like a Saturday where we don't even play. Hey, bet. We'll be watching ball just like y'all. So we can definitely make it happen. Absolutely. Let's do that. Oh, and one more question. Sorry. Uh, I had a listener ask, Andrew Price, what's been the craziest NIL endorsement that a teammate's gotten so far? A teammate? (laughs) Teammate or yourself. (laughs) It's a long shot, right? It's not a long shot. Yeah, Caleb Sperlin. Caleb Sperlin got a Harley Davidson deal. Yeah, there's a picture of him. Like, if you haven't seen on Instagram, like modeling a little motorcycle. That's just it's funny because we know him. Like, it's just funny. It is funny. We just make jokes to call him like Caleb Davidson, (laughs) Spur Spur Davidson. But like, we we just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Today he was late because he had class, and like he's jogging out on the field, and I'm back catching punts. I'm like, oh. That Harley Davidson sucks, huh? Already broke down. down. He just like flicks us off and runs off. But no, I mean he he had a whole on photo shoot with a Harley, the thirty thousand dollar Harley Davidson. Um, Wow, that's another one to look up for sure. Aside from the um, Harry Kane picture, good question though. The spur spur on the Harley Davidson. Let me see if I can find it. God, I'm too quick with it. Yeah, this this is spur. This is spur just. Just modeling, <laughs> full full name image, just, just owning it. That is awesome. He's also featured in the next season of Sons of Anarchy. So, <laughs> <laughs> what positions he? He's a D lineman. D lineman, Ghost Rider. Hell yeah! I'm surprised that we got Meech coming out with Spur. They need Meech endorsing something. Back. We also we had a couple guys sign the Blue Deer cookie. And they're like linemen, which is just like, like it's just, cool. just linemen eating dessert. Just makes sense. Like we just, we just love the energy on that one too. Yeah, yeah. I saw like two of them come out. I said, this this makes perfect sense. You get yeah, your hogs got, with food endorsements. Come on. Yeah, we got people like Jalen Virgil and Thomas who are ripped, signing with clean eats, living the healthy lifestyle. And then we have all of our offensive linemen at Blue Deer. So that's that's <laughs> that's, that's just, just how it works. That's that's the way it should be. Yeah. 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 Uh, and T. Hinnie, you're a barstool athlete, and I've got to know this can be off record. Yeah, what does a barstool honest. athlete mean? Because I Absolutely see like they're signing nothing. nothing. <laughs> okay, okay, that's what it means. It means um, it's in your bio. I've gotten, I've gotten, I've gotten a few emails saying that like we have some merch that's going to be shipped to you. So if I get like a hoodie out of it, it was worth it because it cost me nothing to do. Yeah. Um. No, but I got, I got, I got something big coming out here in the next couple couple weeks um you're you gonna leak it right here no all right that's worth I a shot haven't signed i don't even know what he's talking about i was just nodding my head <laughs> i was just trying to hype it up yeah. hey let's go babe we're here for the hype let's go baby yeah yeah i'm actually signing with everton there I, I <laughs> for five pounds I'm, five pounds, five pounds. <laughs> what would you say we're gonna be ball boys we're yeah just gonna just go ball to, boys. we just want to go to england uh, and be ball boys for like yeah a year. hey you'll get all the balls you want there i'm gonna catch them yeah. Give me the balls. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Guys. I can't wait to see you guys ball out. Appreciate it, fellas. Yeah. See y'all. See ya. See ya. Always a blast. Always. Dude, such good guys. Always love having them on. Let's move into it real quick. Pub parlay. You got to get that little scrappy in there. And let's talk about last week. Boys, we were so close. Braves money line. Check. Astros money line. 15 to 1, Fitz. You said it ain't going to happen. Tim said, nah, my boys are getting it done. I said it's not going to happen. I even brought out the nunchucks. Astros got it done, though. 
Steelers money line got it done. Cowboys, Texans under. The only mess up was that Nationals money line. And Devin said this is the risky part of it. And he was right. And they just came up just short. We can rebound, boys. This is two weeks in a row. We were one game away. This is the week. This is where we eat. How are we feeling? Fitz is locked in right now. I'm, I'm looking at baseball games right now. <laughs> I'm feeling very confident. I think my picks have always been pretty good. And for the last two, for the opening two weekends of the Premier League, I've had a couple of parlays myself. I've done well. So, uh, hey. so yeah, yeah, so there we go. But I mentioned it earlier, and um, it's got to be Liverpool to beat Arsenal. Liverpool. Early kickoff, real early kickoff Saturday, like five o'clock in the morning your time. All so right. Yeah. Yeah, lock me in for Astros over Texas. Valdez, he's my boy. He's back on the mount. Yep. Count it. Dude's Dyson. All right, I'm going to go Saturday, 828. That's the date, August 28th. 828, baby. 828, baby. Um, Brewers over my twins because the twins are just god-awful. That's a safe bet. <laughs> uh, hey, also shout out to Mama Hacky. Her birthday's 828. 828? Happy She's birthday, Mama Hacky. So, happy, happy birthday, birthday. Mama. It's really annoying the way you guys do the date format, just FYI. <laughs> How do you do it? The proper way. 28 8? Yeah, days, months, years. Well, when you yeah. win the Revolutionary War, you can choose how to do dates <laughs> that you feel like, all right? Literally the whole world does it, you know, our way. All right. All right, when it's you the- win back to back world wars, you get to choose how to do dates, all right? Yeah, as the we. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick NFL preseason because I'm, I'm undefeated. I am rolling right now. Colts, Lions. I'm staying with my under club, baby. We're staying under. 32 and a half points. We will also add Devin's pick in there when we get it. Random question time, boys. Now, today is 824, also known as Mamba Day. Kobe Bryant. Chew the jersey. And let's get after it. I got to know, what's your favorite Kobe Bryant memory? I got mine. My favorite Kobe Bryant memory is uh, when they lost to the Pistons. In 2004. Dude, it's his day. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're he, a bad person. What? He came back and he ended up winning again, but he needed to lose that series. So that's my favorite moment. You're a bad dude. Uh, mine would be the meme of him um, looking sad while holding the trophy. Mm, his head down, yeah. jacket on. Yeah. I'm going double buzzer beater game against the Suns. He hit he hit one at the buzzer to send it to OT. And then with six seconds, ISO got the mid-range at the buzzer, gave us the tiger fist bump. I think he even showed off the Olympic rings, the, the under jersey. Just vintage Kobe. Just clutch, clutch in the moment. Kobe's very clutch. I me being a Celtics fan, I hate the Lakers, but I've got to give it up to him. When he tore his Achilles and he didn't get off the floor, he kind of pushed the Achilles back in, which is super gross. And then it's like the two free throws. Like, all right, that was always like Kobe's a tough dude. He's a bad guy. Mamba mentality. Uh, that memory always sticks out to me. Uh, RIP to the GOAT, one of the GOATs. That's going to do it for the show. As always, be a friend, tell a friend, pour one up, go bet on sports, have 
a hell of a weekend. Spread some good vibes, all that fun stuff. And uh, go tet, go check T. Henny and Cato ball out against ECU next next Saturday. I can't wait for it. Bye. Have a wonderful time. See ya. In a bit, go well. Matt, I don't know if you caught uh, Fitz's. Uh, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, that was bad.